Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And I am Jimbo Shaw. And uh, we're going to fuck around a bit and tell you this is a newer format. We're going to be hitting you with a bunch of small stories all about moving. Your upcoming move. September 1st. You know your lease is starting, but also ending on August 31st. What do you do for those 12 hours? Those 12 mysterious hours that you have to spend out of one place, but not in another. It's a magical time moving everything you own at the same time that 50% of the city is also doing the same thing if you live in Boston. Or go to college. Whatever. Yeah, or that. Before we get into that, as we do every episode, we're going to begin with some correspondence. Only this is also going to be a little different. Normally, uh, I read an email that James has read to me, and then he reads my response, or vice versa. Uh, But uh, uh, Jimbo's got a little something different prepared this week. Yeah, so we actually uh, received an email from uh, one of our our hosts, or our, our I guess our, our main squeeze, man. Our fucking host, uh, it's Suz, Suzbrout? No, no. No, Tuz, Tuzsprout. No, Buzzsprout. They decided to bestow $20 worth of Amazon bucks on us. I got a Jackson with Bezos. I'm probably going to buy some Cheetos, maybe some Fritos. It definitely fucking Doritos. <laughs> that was in the actual email that uh, they sent. They're really cool. They're effective at what they do. <laughs> yeah, I think with minimal work, we could cr- generate a uh, a code that if people also wanted to host a podcast and they used our code, we could get some funds. But uh, don't do that. Then you're competition, and then we have to hate you. Oh, we're not, we're not competitive. Well, the big thing is we're not successful, and therefore we can't be competitive. Yeah, well, that's why that's why you know these will remain hidden for thousands of years. <laughs> then people will find them and be like, "Wow, that's what assholes did in the early two thousands." <laughs> yep. What are you gonna buy? Yeah, like your ten dollars with Amazon. I mean, are, are we splitting this? I know it's probably gonna get credited to you, so. It's it's really on the honor system to share it with me. Well, we got to reinvest in the pod. You know, we got to we can each buy a ten dollars worth of soundproofing, which I think is uh, probably four square inches each. Well, what is the largest, most absorbent material that they sell for the least amount of price per uh, volume? Are you going volume or surface area? I mean, we're we're covering two dimensional surfaces, right? It should have a thickness. You can buy like 50 gallons of gummy bears. Can we do that with $20? I mean, maybe. (laughs) One of us is going to have either a great soundproofing or like a bout with type 2 diabetes. (laughs) Or both. Or yeah, I mean, your, your, your weight could become the soundproofing. It is. Plus, I mean, that many, you can do both. You can That's glue them to the wall genius. and give yourself diabetes and probably diabetes to a loved one with what's left over. That's It's an ass ton of gummy bears. Do you want to help me make a Christmas tree out of gummy bears once this is all over? Of course. All right. Thank you. I'm surprised we're not doing that already. Well, we would, but it would just be either me yelling at you where to put the gummy bears or you yelling at me where to put the gummy bears through some sort of video chat like we're doing now. Yes. Or it'd be a sisterhood of the traveling pants situation where we mail each other some sort of weird decoupage, horrifying object stick covered in candy back and forth and slowly add to it. I mean, I don't really know if we could add things that people wouldn't perceive as like dangerous because we just keep adding knives to things. Well, I don't really know if I used decoupage correctly there, so I'd like to live dangerously. I think it's decoupage. De- decoupage. I think yeah. it's neg. I believe it's negligé. Ah, there you go. I know that one, and that one's that, which is French for uh, to neglect. Yes, neglect by by pasting a bunch of paper mache shit all over it. Yes. Ah, uh, well, do they sell shipping material on Amazon? Because I mean, shipping material. That's just as good as soundproofing. It's true. But what would they ship it in? Tell you what. 
here's here's my idea. What's the largest, cheapest thing we can buy so that we just get the box? The most surface area of cardboard. To create our studio. You will just go inside of a box. Let's buy a bunch of pool noodles. Okay. You can't compress them, you know? Already inflated, inflatable furniture. Boom. <laughs> uh, popcorn. Pop. Everyone loves popped corn. Yeah. It's lightweight. I think it has a long shelf life. Do the, do the popped corns, do they weigh the same amount as a kernel? Or do they lose a little bit of moisture in there? Because that's why they pop. I imagine they lose some moisture. Okay. They probably weigh slightly less. Aerogel. The least dense material on earth. You know what? I'm just going to go down to the UPS store and rob it. You know how they have like those big rolls just in the window? Just like, hey, you need to ship a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I do. This this is going home with me. Thank you. Well, everybody's everybody's acting all weird with COVID. I mean, nobody's going to get close to one another. So everybody looks like kind of a weird surgical cowboy from the old west walking into a store to a to a clerk right like everybody's just ominous kind of like eyeing you over their over their fucking mask and even if they are smiling you're just like is that guy like in pain or is oh no no he's probably smiling he's just waving now okay cool he's just sidling up to the old horn swaggler behind the ups counter try to buy himself some feed for his goodly wife and then you, yeah, you just inch over near that gigantic person-sized roll that could be like a tackle dummy, and uh, you grab it and run, grab it and yeah. run, red hard. And if they try to, you know, stop you, you turn it on them. It's a weapon at that point, or a defense mechanism at least. So, having said all that, we still have twenty dollars with Amazon. <laughs> Again, uh, we invest it. In... Okay. In another Eagles Super Bowl flag. Well, after we rob enough UPSs, we we buy some of their stock with with that while it's low due to the lack yeah. of bubble wrap revenue. Yeah. I mean, we can also entice drivers not to shave on the East Coast. I was going to say, Maybe. it's only out there. They, they, they don't shave out here. It's weird. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a different set of rules, different time zone, man. This conversation's only going to hit with shipping dock workers on the East Coast, but it's going to hit. I that's, hope so. That, that's our target demo. I've looked okay. at the numbers. It's our one fan in France, and then everyone else works at a shipping dock somewhere on the eastern seaboard. <laughs> yep. That, uh, well, I got out of my shipping gig. That was uh that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah? Yeah. The best thing? Um yeah, I made like a PowerPoint of why I hated my job and then I sent it to the people that I thought were cool. And then <laughs> I left. I left my computer on a Friday. There it is. I was proud of that moment cuz I knew I didn't want to be there no matter how much they paid me. That's great. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to judge a job from the interview alone. It's true. You got to do your own research. And sometimes it takes time. It's like being Donnie Brasco, you know, yeah. he figured out that he liked the mafia a whole lot more. Like they treated him a whole lot better. He got a $500 bonus from, uh, from the FBI. He was in six years and they were like, here's, I guess like 80 some odd dollars a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, you didn't get any Christmas bonuses. Cause fuck you. Here's a story where the punchline's already been given away, but, as a kid, when uh, when Donnie Darko came out, me and my next door neighbor thought that was a good movie because we were, you know, like 13. We were like, oh, man, it's so cerebral and we're so smart. I knew an old man that liked that movie. So, you know, he had yeah. a PhD. Like, yeah. it- but then one day, one day, my next door neighbor's older brother, who I guess was also my next door neighbor, uh, came, came into my next door neighbor's room while I was hanging out there. And he was like, hey, I just saw uh, Donnie Darko 2 and... Uh, it didn't make any fucking sense. We're like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, it was all like, uh, uh, we haven't seen it yet. But he was like, yeah, it, it didn't make, like, it was it was all, like, weird about, like, time travel and shit. We're like, yeah, it's kind of what the first one is about. We haven't seen the second one. But that's 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 a big part of the first one is, like, whether or not he, like, traveled through time and, and all that sort of shit. And it turns out that his his brother had watched Donnie Brasco. And then he watched Donnie Darko, too. 
thinking that they were related in any capacity. Had he seen Donnie Darko? I don't think so. And he was he That's was an adult. Part. He yeah. was like 18. He was legally an adult at that time. There's a really good movie that starts with Donnie and the guy at the counter says this one. All right. And then he says there's a sequel to that Donnie movie. Then it's like S something. All right. I, I'll believe you. <laughs> yeah. It was a good I, time. I understand that train of logic, especially when you, you know, if you don't have the internet and you're relying on somebody at a blockbuster who is usually, honestly, you. Yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking and pointing at Ben. Yeah. Cause he, he worked at so many goddamn blockbusters. Eight blockbusters over five and a half years. You think you would have converted by now all the porn that you didn't sell? You ass. Well, the. The I still have a stack of envelopes in our fucking hall closet because of the goddamn blockbusters closing down. I use those. I use those every time I have to send something. Hell yeah! Which is once a year. Maybe yeah. What, when when I when I left the last blockbuster I worked for, I stole a box of stationery. So they all have the the blockbuster ticket stub in the in the top corner. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. But uh, the upside to working in a blockbuster for that long. Well, one of them is that uh, Blockbuster, yeah, as you mentioned, didn't carry porn. But if anybody rented porn from like Movie Gallery or Hollywood Video or anything like that and dropped it off to Blockbuster, they were never going to come and claim it by like if they dropped it off by accident. So because like what are they going to do? Uh, hey, I think I dropped off uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, I accidentally fucked my sister seven. So instead, we just got to keep all the porn that came in and... It was all really bad porn. Yeah. Because well, was... that's who was buying porn, you know, in the late 2000s. Not even buying, renting. Couldn't even yeah. commit. Couldn't even com- spend the money. It's a struggling industry. Yeah, that's not true. I think it's doing fine. Well, it's doing fine for itself. Yeah. But we've beaten around the unshaven 70s bush long enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm still in for gummy bears. So. <laughs> Gummy bear Christmas tree. Bring it on. Fuck yeah. But yeah, let's get into the main meat. Today's main ep- soda. This yeah. road this road sodas episode. Yeah. As I said before, gonna be several uh, vignettes. That one I am sure I'm using correctly. Tell you what, let's move a couple of sodas. Ooh. Yeah. Move them move them where? I don't it, into into somewhere new. Somewhere that you want to call home, at least for a year at a time. Hell yeah. So we're going to start this out by asking us, asking each other a couple of questions that uh, I don't think either of us really know the answers about. What was uh, what was your first moving to, to college experience like? Uh, I put most of my possessions into a laundry bin outside of Easton Hall, and that that pretty much got it up there. And then I had to bring the TV up. Fantastic. It was a TV VCR, and I remember I had some VHS tapes in that laundry bin. Because it was 2006, and that technology wasn't fully dead yet. Yep. And one of those VHS tapes was Superfly. And, you know, University of Maryland was pretty diverse. And there was, like, a black older brother who was like, Superfly. Nice. Fuck yeah. He's like, yeah, man. What else? If I'm gonna own a VHS, it might as well be the coolest VHS. Superfly. Hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any. Uh, you know, my mom just drove me up uh, first time. Didn't have any notable experiences there. I did moving up sophomore year. Same moving out sophomore year was the first time that moving became fun. We sort of realized. Yeah, I was. I, I'd been in an eight person. Sweet. There's three doubles and two singles. You came up to visit once that year. And uh, we realized that uh, my, my the guy who shared the actual room with me uh, lived in Philadelphia. And then we had another guy in a different room who lived in Connecticut. And we were like, all right, that's that's a straight shot, Connecticut to Philly to Maryland. And to save our parents a bunch of hassle, and because it sounded fun, we realized you could rent a U-Haul truck even if you were only, you know, I, I would have been, I guess, 19 yeah, but split that fee three ways. Yeah, you could you couldn't rent a car, but you could rent. Convince uh, your parents it doesn't need to be your money; it needs to be your license. That's yep. it. 
you, you could rent a 24 foot box truck. So we uh, loaded up and had a ridiculous amount of space left over. I had a couple of big base amps at the time, but even still, that was the main reason I think I wanted to rent it was, I don't think it would have fit that, that would have fit my mom's car, but we, we just had a fuck ton of room. But, uh, we loaded up, went down to Connecticut, almost uh, drove under a, a bridge that would not have allowed such a such a move from such a tall vehicle. But I I managed to deftly avoid it by pulling into a gas station at the last moment. Which was, it was it was fun though. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't stressful. Not eleven foot eight dot com. Yeah, yeah, not which is a great site that we'll no. get into at another time. But fuck, 11. well. If you're moving into Boston, I mean, that shit can happen. I, and from the way you're describing it, it's not where you did it. No, no. This was this was in, like, somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, we yeah, spent that the night sounds at, like Connecticut. Yeah, we spent the night at that kid's house. And then the next morning, woke up, drove to Philly. And then getting back on the highway from Philly, I got pulled over. And the cop was like, uh, hey, well, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm driving home. He was like, "Yeah, where are you coming from?" I was like, "Ah, right back there, where you saw me get on the highway." He was like, "Oh, trucks aren't allowed there." And I was like, "No, it's, it says uh, no trucks except for de- local deliveries." And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, well, "I was I was dropping off my roommate's stuff." And he was like, "But trucks aren't allowed there." And I was just like, "How do you think those houses got built?" And he was just because I was nineteen and white and invincible to police officers in my mind. And so he was just like, What? And I was like, the trucks had to drop off materials, man. Like I was dropping off stuff at yeah, a house back then. Somebody there. lives there. It's a local delivery. Like I know I know I wasn't expecting this situation, but damn, I'm in the right. Yeah. And because uh. uh, 'cause I 'cause I'm not a rat, I didn't give out the address. Not that they had done anything wrong, but a dude just kind of he let me on my way. He didn't even write anything. He was just like, I mean, I was, I, I pulled over on the highway. Like I'd gotten onto the highway and it was just like, yeah, dude, like, I don't have to tell you, I'm currently on the highway. I, I got on it as quickly as I could. Yeah. Yeah. What a dick. Then I, uh, I got home. I told my mom or I, I told my mom when I was arriving, she was not home at the time. So I was unloading. I got sweaty. I was shirtless. She put up immediately. Uh, before saying hello, uh, went, oh, you got fat, which is pretty cool. Wow. To do. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's the old, you know, freshman, sophomore, 50. Yeah. Actually, no, I was 18 when I did this because I remember I had to have my mom drop off the U-Haul the next day because I then – uh, the next morning she, uh, drove me up to the Philadelphia airport and I went to Coachella and I yeah. had a hitchhike, yeah, I had a hitchhike down from LA just to, to see Rage. Yeah. This was 2007. And I had to see, uh, Rage Against the Machine because that's who I was at the time. Well, they're a great band and I love, I love them dearly. As you should. But that was my first moving experience of note. You get, you got any before, uh, before, before the good one, before the. Before the you and me? Uh, no, I think I moved five times like before moving up to Boston. And then by that point, I was like, ah, I can fit what I need for like most of my life in a suitcase. Yeah. So I'll take that up. And then, you know, when I go back, I can bring stuff back. But yeah, maybe not. But uh, hell yeah. Up until then, like I slowly trickled things into that place that I, I lived in North Quincy. Mm. And, you know, I got that bed loft. I acquired some stuff off the street that uh, made its way into our house. Uh, some of it I'm still looking at. But yeah, that bed loft was awful tall. Yes. Stora from, from Ikea. Yes. Woo! It was like sleeping on a submarine. You know, you're just like face to face with the ceiling. I remember. It was exciting. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't whittle the legs down before we moved in. And uh yeah, that that brings us pretty much to 2013 cuz I mean, I I moved into North Windsor in 2013, but like I, again, I slowly trickled in stuff except for a fucking piano which I required two dudes who I paid in pizza. Yep. Yeah, as previously discussed. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so 2013 was was when uh the fall, that September 1st. For those of you not in Boston, 
I would say 98% of Boston leases end August 31st and renew September 1st. And therefore, that 48-hour period is fucking chaos. All the U-Hauls have been rented since March. People put signs up on our fucking block. Like, they're going to reserve a space to move in across the street. Why don't you park on your side of the street? Yeah. Oh, there is no parking? Fuck you. Yeah, everyone's double parked. People are driving U-Haul trucks un- under short bridges on Sturrow Drive, even though they've had signs up for weeks saying to not do that. It's fun if you're not moving, and it's wildly stressful if you are. And so this yes. was a time where we were. And Papa and I, Pop, I mean, Papa travels light, let's be honest. But we, uh, what we'd done beforehand in the month leading up to this was I'd rented a storage unit where the first month was, I think, a dollar, and the second month was like, $29. So for like 30 bucks, I had a storage space for two months. And I just on my way to work, it was right near work. And so I would just drive stuff to work, drop it off at the storage space and just kind of slowly moved out. I did the same exact thing too. Yeah. We, we, we started, we started intermingling our, our items until the big move day. And then we could just borrow a friend's truck, move over mattresses, stuff like that i mean like even cha- like chairs and and, so- and and like the the sofa and stuff we we did later i mean with later in the day just because we no like later in the month was it later in the month yeah i think that shit happened on like a fucking sunday nice but yeah just because the day of is so chaotic we we're like we'll just bring over the like all that we need to be humans for a couple of weeks and, j- and then just we just slowly emptied the thing back out and honestly it's one of the only reasons you should have a storage space is while moving it helped a ton yeah yeah we, we we got the stuff in the move itself kind of fun to be honest yeah to tell you the truth i wasn't fucking there i didn't get to choose which room i had because i had gone down to pennsylvania to do a fantasy football draft on that sunday morning so i took a very inebriated train ride back to boston in in the late afternoon into evening and then Actually, during that train ride, I also drafted a fantasy football team for another league that I was in. Uh, that's how into fantasy football I was at that time. But also, they they were leagues with with very good friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one in Pennsylvania was a family league that I've been a part of for almost twenty years now. So that's damn. Well, that's why I had to go back because uh, yeah. you know now now we're doing it online and it sucks dick. You know, welcome to 2020. That's Everything th- sucks. That's We're all how, connected. That's how things are now of days. Ah, man. I wish I could have interrupted you one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm going to leave those in. Normally, because of the lag with the Zoom, it does kind of flow off some conversational pacing. And so I just edit out whenever one of us is trying to start, but the other one's still going. I'll yeah. leave that in. It's fun. That's right. fun. That's all fun right. for the listener. Oh. Honk, honk. Sorry, I'm hitting my soundboard here. (laughs) (laughs) On your morning, Uh, Zoo Crew Radio, Jimbo and the Bean. uh, Yeah. So I actually, uh, I I think I know the process that you guys had for picking rooms. Is you and your girl had to pick the room with the biggest closet because you guys had the most clothes. I think each each living space of each each room is about the same. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. And then Papa didn't care, so he took one of the other rooms, and then I got the other room. I think that's exactly how it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I slept on couch cushions, I think, the first couple of nights. Maybe a pile of clothes. I don't know. Could be. But eventually, we got around to bringing that couch up. Yeah. It's the couch that I'm currently using as a backrest. I am sitting on the floor in line with my laptop on the coffee table, uh, shirted from the waist up. Boxer briefed from the waist down uh, with a fan pointed neatly at my genitals. Fuck yeah. This couch I still need to be in contact with, though, because it has healing qualities. I don't know if you're a uh, tabletop gamer out there, but this is like a plus six couch of healing. Yeah, that couch has got way more holistic qualities than two men of science have any reason to, to give it. It's microbiome is better than, like, (laughs) top athletes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm not advertising this because I don't want random people, like, praying at our doorstep or coming in to touch the couch. But 
it can heal what what ails you. Yeah, and it's a long couch, and that's one of the reasons we like it. We can lay out on it because we're, we're we're tall guys. But the downside of that is that my old apartment slash James's current apartment slash the apartment that we're talking about moving into is on the third story. And, you know, it's not some fancy building with a, it's got a freight elevator or anything. Spiral, stupid spiral staircase. Yeah. And and we had moved a bunch of awkward shit up already. You know, we were saving this one for, for a little bit later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, the love seat we, we actually threw out this this weekend. Like, that that's fucking in, in the bushes next to the garbage right now. R.I.P. Yeah. Bon voyage. Papa doesn't even know. Whoa. He's been gone yeah. that long. Long enough for us to clean and say, like, hey, I hate this thing. We're like, huh, good. We all do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Majority rules. Oh, big time. The Senate just took a vote. Guess what? It's two-thirds majority. But to get this couch up, James, of course, Johnny on the spot with some rope. And... Well, that that's one thing I have a, uh, it was a dearth of. It's fucking rope. Girth. What cordage do you need? Do you need, do you need the thick do you need the thin? Do you need steel cable? Because I yeah. got it. And so it's it's a sunny afternoon in September in Boston. We three scrappy young lads, you, myself, and Papa. We rig it up. We got three stories to work with. Exactly. So we tie one end of the rope to the to the banister, toss it over, t- uh, tie j- just just as a temporary tie. Then we uh, came down and we punched a small hole in the dust covering underneath the couch and tied the rope around sort of the wooden framework of the sofa. Yeah. Get it nice and snug. And then we put, we figured we put James at the top because we figured he had the most upper body strength. Uh, that I don't know if that was the reason, but sure. <laughs> and so I, you, I had the gloves and I was like, you know what? All right. I got the gloves. Yeah. And so you were in they charge fit. of pu- pulling up and uh, Papa and I would basically get this up onto our shoulders and then as James pulled, once it was at, at a level where Papa could no longer hold it, he would he ran up to the second floor yeah. on, onto their front porch, grabbed the, the armrest of that. And you being our tallest member was important to have you on the ground floor at last. Exactly. So I pushed upwards while Papa held onto it until I could no longer touch it. Then I ran up onto the second floor, helped Papa grab it. And we just continued that. We, we we pulled it up till Papa could no longer snag it. Then he went up and, and, and grabbed it. And then I, I ran up. And now all three of us are kind of pulling it over the final lip of the, the balcony. And we get it up. And we're probably fairly buzzed and sweaty. And uh, we hear probably a good four, four or five people start applauding. <laughs> like, like a, yeah. Not a, not a slow clap, but like, a, all right. Yeah. Ha. Huh. And we we look around. I didn't, I didn't think you could do that. Yeah, we we look around, and you know, we had a, 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 a the apartment kind of overlooks uh, an area of Oak Square. It's it's quite visible, and unbeknownst to us, our neighbors had just all been kind of. It took us, you know, several minutes to do this, and so the neighbors had just kind of been like, "Yeah, let's watch these guys drop a couch onto some power lines. This will be fun." It's honestly what I've done for fucking six years now. Of it's course, been great because this this entire neighborhood moves. Every, every goddamn year. Some of them are doing it this weekend because it's August 1st. And yeah, live looking. Sorry. Sorry. This is from the past. Oh my We're God. We're recording this in the past. It's uh, it's not our past though. So don't worry. No. So I think the, the, like the denouement of, of that couch going up was the fact that it would not fit in that, that front porch door unless we took that door off. And, you know, you found that out the hard way. You look at a couch and you're like, ah, there's no way we can fit through that. Well, maybe if we turn it and, and angle it and then and then do a little rotate action. But uh, this one, you know, we tried we tried a couple angles and sure enough, had to take that door off. That door is still on our front porch and it is crappier than ever. Must say so myself. It has like a three inch gap to just the outside uh, at the bottom. A one inch gap at the top. And it's off kilter, don't worry. And uh, actually getting that love seat out, we broke one of the windows. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, we did. That's one yes. for us. Fuck yeah. But uh, yeah, we got that in place. Then uh, I don't know what we were doing for a coffee table. I don't think we really had one. Or if we did, I thought it was... we had an Ikea one. Like one that had like the single pegs 
in in the, each of the legs and like couldn't couldn't support any lateral lateral uh, force. It was both slanted and bowing. Now that you mention it, I do remember it. it like it, it had held like a couple of like board games and couldn't support that weight, and so it was bowing in the middle. Yeah. But one day we just hear like a knock, like a thud at the landing of the of the the front steps and uh james opens the door and is just like hey can one of you guys give me a hand just getting this in through the door and you had found on the other side of the hill a coffee table that was probably i would imagine an outdoor coffee table with like a stone top it's a fake stone top it's uh is it concrete some sort of fiberglass i think okay still dense still heavy with like yeah. a cast iron frame very ornate but the center of the of the top clearly had some glass that had shattered. And so this person was throwing it away. And so James brought it back home and then carried it up three flights of stairs all by himself for no reason other than he could. Yeah. And we had a dismantled uh, plywood structure called a monolith, I think. That's what I had named it. Yeah. Ancient man had prayed to it at one point, I think. I believe so. All right. Yeah. And that, that housed like, clothes and a tv in the old apartment but we didn't yeah. need it in the new apartment yeah we dismantled it and so like a nice piece of it fit on top of that because it only had a hole in like the you know it was the middle 80 percent of the table but it still had all of the edges and the corners so you yeah. could put something on top that was flat yeah and that's what we did for a time yeah then we realized we've been collecting bottle caps both groups, both our, our group and James starting down in Maryland, collecting just beer bottle caps for years. And so we had probably in the thousands of them. I mean, way more than I, I'm still throwing them away. Yeah. Every week. God it's, damn it. I open new beers and, and got to fucking throw away the bottle caps. It's like I already made one goddamn table. I'm not going to fucking do it again. I ruined enough brain cells with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> not only with the beer. But with the goddamn two-part epoxy resin that, that we put on this. Woo, them fumes is good. There's the good stuff. You got to keep it hot, too. Uh, that's the one thing. That'll put some chest on your chest. Got to keep it away from the cat, too. Oh, yeah. So we lived with a jackass cat at the time that sucked a big ass. I disagree. That, that cat served its comedic purpose. <laughs> I we suppose. Just, we just didn't understand that it was comedy when it was happening. <laughs> it's just like hey guys are you bringing something new into this house that you love or do you always have your doors closed because you don't want me throwing up on your shit well guess what as soon as i get in there i gotta puke on whatever you love is it a favorite pair of shoes is it your newly washed bed sheets i don't know but i'm gonna puke on it but i will say we saw mice when we first move in there and we have not seen mice since and that cat is like long gone yeah but all this just to say, we took some uh, a little caulk gun full of that like instant cement stuff and glued uh, a couple hundred bottle caps in various patterns, and you know we a strange, disjointed yet somehow modernly ornate yeah. pattern of bottle caps. Yeah, we each kind of took a, a a chunk here, a little area there, and made a pattern or a shape or an image and rainbow wave flag of Scotland. The thing that the Flex Master, or the, what was the Master Flex from, uh, what's it called? Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Oh, yeah. I like your booty, but I'm not gay. I don't think that's going to line up in, with, through the Zoom thing, but I'm happy we did it. I lined up with yours. I lined up with yours at first, and then you paused to line back up with mine. Fucking delays, man. Delays. Anyway. Well, you can at least hit me with the not gay. <laughs> Once we'd glued the bottle caps on. I I did I did the research and I was trying to find out what uh what bars use as their that that like thick epoxy on there and at the time totally new to the epoxy game. In fact, the world largely was as well. Now you can't you can't go on Instagram if you've ever looked at a, a fucking table without 90 epoxy fucking river tables popping up. This is also a comment that's only going to hit for like two people, but those two people are going to just be they're clapping right now and going Fuck yeah, dude. That shit sucks. I mean, we got this shit from a guy that was real old school and still somehow like into email. It was yeah. like, you can't order through my website. Just send me a fucking email with your credit card number. Like, yeah. 
uh, what? It was the good shit. Huh? Two-part epoxy. Mm-hmm. But then, I believe we had to go to a wedding. Yeah, it was It was sometime in the, the later fall. Yeah. And, I, I mean, we had made the pattern, and I... I had all the tools I thought that I needed to complete the task. Yeah. Like a blow dryer to get the bubbles out, yep. uh, a, a trowel or like a, you know, like a nice, nice smoothing with a flat edge device it has a nice wooden handle on it that got covered in epoxy resin that I eventually chipped off, but took me a while. Yeah. It took me a long while, but yeah, it, it was a fun filled Friday evening in this apartment because i don't think papa was here either i think he worked Mm. because this is when he was working for the globe so he he was doing like some second shift bullshit and so it was like me having this table raised up on a bunch of chairs to keep it away from the cat but also huffing fumes like trying to keep it level and mixing this epoxy hell yeah that that story could be completely different many people could have helped me i think i was so fucked up that I do not actually remember. I remember ruining one of the chairs because it like leaked out from where we had taped it. But other than that, like, uh, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. And it's a good looking table. It's still there. And we've joked, but I don't, I think there's a lot of truth to it in that in movies in action movies, a lot of times someone bursts into a room shooting and everyone in the room, you know, flips a table, coffee table and hides behind it. And the shootout continues with them using a coffee table as a barricade. And obviously, we all know that that's not possible, except I think this one table that we've made, you could do it because... We've put Kevlar on the uh, underside of the Effectively, because it's it's about an inch and... It's like an inch and a quarter of of fiberglass for, for most of it, with a half inch thick of plywood on all of it. The very edge has some cast iron. I don't think that's really going to – you'd have to be real lucky. That's just the outer edge of it. But then on top of that half inch of plywood is another quarter inch of epoxy that has stainless steel bottle caps in it. So, you know, if you're coming in with a fucking assault rifle, sure, probably going to go through it. But I think it would stop most small arms fire. Yeah? You think it would stop that uh, 5.56? I don't know, man. So many small holes. (laughs) You get a guy with a steady hand, you can just punch right through. (laughs) that's all i'm saying that's true but yeah then uh you know we we obviously like all like all homes we continued to to modify and improve the apartment we eventually got around to a kegerator but that's an entire other that's a whole other episode that's for later yeah that's not really part of moving into this place but i you know i was kind of doing the research on on this this actually i didn't look up the calendar date for uh, whether or not September 1st was a Sunday. I, that's kind of off the cuff, but I, I think I'm right there. But there was a city council election the year that we went to the Langley Street Barbecue or Langley Road Barbecue. Yes. The, the block party. The block party. Fuck yes. Uh, and so that, you know, they do it in 2013, 2017, 2019, 2021. So I think it was 2013. I think it was our first year here because because I don't oh, yeah. know it, I don't know if Matt was present at this block party, but our friends who had moved down the street were. Yes, there were. Uh, Matt would later live at this apartment before he lived in the apartment that James is in. But we had several friends who had moved in the year before us. Our house was at the end of a T intersection. If you continue down there, street in the it, middle of the street, our house. <laughs> If you continued straight down their road and didn't turn left or right, you would have driven right into our front steps. And so while we weren't technically on their road, we felt like we were part of their block party because they were, they were four houses down from us. We could see They park on our clearly. block. They yeah. use our street. They don't have a stop sign for their T intersection with our street. Yeah. And Fuck at the them. time, the house on the corner had burned down on a previous Super Bowl Sunday. So there were only three houses away from us at the time. They were three houses and a foundation away from us. Don't worry. Only a- assholes have occupied that other house that they have since built. They've cut down all the trees. It's a real shame. Well, Google Google Images or Google Street View had that tree for a long, long time. And that got cut down within like the first three months we were there. Yeah. But they shut down all of Langley or, you know, enough of it to make it all of it for a block party. And they, they posted up stuff. We felt like, well, sure. We're the end of Langley. You can't have Lang- like, you can't have, and there a, were kids a- that live on Lang- Like most of the people that we went with lived on Langley. Yeah. 
So we uh, we went, and it was a weird We were the mix. only people in our 20s. Yeah, it was a like, weird mix of stuff. It was local government, some sort of less local government as well. Some, like, people we'd seen, like, like TV ads for were also there shaking hands. And then people, like, you know, there's a... Obviously, it was just a street, but there was a small county fair vibe to it. There was like, I've got some baked goods. Uh, I've I've got some arts and crafts. Everybody was sharing. We brought some beer, and I don't think we brought any food, save for maybe a bag of chips. But that that sounds like generous for us. Yeah. And we met, uh, I forget, we gave him a lot of nicknames, but there was a cop that lived on the block who was just like the dad of the block. I will always know him as Captain... Mega huge. Yeah. That dude was the biggest person I think I've met in real life. No, Captain McLarge Huge, I think, is what I settled on. And that might be from the Mystery Science Theater uh, Dave Ryder names. That was Big McLarge Huge. Yeah, Big McLarge, but Captain, because he was like a police captain. Yeah. I don't know if he was with District 14, but I know I saw him on the 57 bus a couple years later, and he paid in fucking change. Fuck yeah. And he stood, like, directly behind the line that, that you have to stand by and, like, fucked with the driver the whole time. Yeah. Just like, just like you know, block dad, not even just dad dad. Yeah, he was like, you, you, you got hit the strongest Boston accent. He was like, you, you, boy, you boys ever need anything? You just come to the front door. You never... Come to the back door. You come to the back door, I start shooting. Okay? That's just, that's the training. That's what I do. And at the Nobody time. Nobody comes around the back door, dude. At the time, we kind of nervously laughed. And in retrospect, we, you know, really not funny at all, the joke about that. But, you know, the, uh, he was there glad handing just as much as the local politicians, if not more so, even though he wasn't running for anything. He was the self appointed street dad. And. I remember two very, very specific moments from that block party. One was we were standing in a group with uh, our friends and a couple of their roommates who I believe I I was meeting for the first time, or maybe I met them once or twice before very briefly, but this was the longest I'd spent with them, certainly the longest I'd spent with them sober. And we've got blocked at, we've got Captain Mega Huge with us and a couple other people on the street. And... He's, you know, talking about some of his cop stories, where he used to live and stuff. And he mentions a place. And our friend's roommate goes, oh, yeah, I got shot in the face there. And uh, nobody bats an eye. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, w- w- when did that happen? You know, and he's, he tells him what he's like, oh, I remember hearing about that. You know, that was that was crazy, dude. And uh, yes, yes, it was crazy. Holy shit. Like, that's the amount of time it took for all of us. To like sink it in, but like, holy fuck, man! He was like, "Yeah," and pointing to it, he was like, "All right, your nose kind of does look fucked up now that I see it." Like, weird. I thought you were just like a weird nose guy. Yeah, and it just no one's. And, and obviously, you're not going to be like. It'd be rude, I guess. I don't. I've never encountered anybody who one was so nonchalant about getting shot before, but two, I've never met anybody who was shot in the head. Yeah, because traditionally that only goes one way. Yeah, the Bud Dwyer way. Yeah. Straight out of the manila envelope, into the front pages. Uh, well, I know 50. You know, I think he took a couple in the, the jaw. I don't know if he... I've never brain, met him, though. I don't, I don't know if his brain is, is a, like, as big as, as uh, this guy's is. That's true. The other, the other moment, I don't remember if this is before or after the, 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 the face comment, but this area... Classic uh, New England neighborhood vibe. So we've got a lot of moms slash maybe younger grandmother type folk who are who are baking stuff just to which get does out. not make fucking sense for the neighborhood because it is a bunch of asshole BC kids just moving in, fucking shit up for a year, then moving out, then a whole new crop like moving in the next year, just fucking it up. Yeah, no idea where these people live. The rest of the year, but these these people provided a bunch of baked goods, and I I picked up a cookie. I actually I think another older woman had ushered me over and said, "You have to go try her cookies. They're the best cookies." And I went over and I grabbed a cookie, and she said, "Everyone loves my chocolate chip cookies." And I took a bite of it, and it was the worst cookie I've eaten in my entire life. And when I say that, he absolutely means it, like one hundred percent. 
Yeah, I don't mean that the cookie was overbaked. Honestly, the bake was perfect. The consistency was everything you'd want in a cookie. I mean, the flavor, there was something in that cookie that I cannot identify. And honestly, if you told me it was liquid detergent or uh, powdered detergent instead of like, I mean, you wouldn't put baking soda or something, but something you would have used a small amount to add to cookie mix, I would believe you. But it didn't taste like so. It tasted like nothing I'd ever had before. It tasted strongly of chemicals. It tasted wrong, but also not necessarily poisonous. It was the worst cookie I'd ever had. In my entire life. And so I grabbed the rest of them. And promptly. And proceeded to hand them out to everybody I knew. Telling them ahead of time. This is the worst cookie I've ever had. You have to try it. I didn't try to trick anybody. And then everybody agreed. Yes. This is the worst cookie I've had in my whole life. But the woman's like. You know. 30 feet away. So we're not all like. We're not shouting this. But that's when I also. No. no it, was, it was like. You were passing out cookies. And it was like, hey, man, put this in your mouth because it sucks. Like, it, you, you're going to have to laugh to in order to cover up the poor taste. Like, yeah. just just start laughing right fucking now. Uh, I, I think the way I remember it was, like, you nudged me and you're like, you got to try this cookie. You got to try this fucking cookie. That's <laughs> like, why? He's like, the worst cookie you've ever fucking had. And then, yeah, everyone had to have one. It was so bad. And so I took I took the last cookie, and our friend John was still asleep in the house that the rest of our friends were in. So I had one of them let me inside, and I went and I climbed into his bed, and I just kind of did, you know, the sort of the, hey, 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 what, why don't you wake up? Why don't you, I got a little treat for you. I got a little treat for my good little boy. And he was like, "What? What? What the fuck are you doing, man? Get, this get, get, go away." Yeah, we're not in college anymore. And uh, I told him that I, I've made it. I've made a discovery that I have to share with all of humanity. I found. Fa- I have found it. The worst cookie of all time. And uh, he refused to eat it, but I did eventually. He's a smart fucking man. No, I eventually got some of it in his mouth, but I think he was the one person that I had to like actually like shove it in his mouth. No, but. no wonder he was a fucking asleep. Yeah, when you, well, it was like. I two mean, everybody was willfully at that block party except for John. Like he figured out, oh, I can sleep instead of go to this thing and drink all of these people's beer and not eat any of their food except for all of the to- terrible cookies. Yeah, he's I the, said toffel. He's ter- ter- terrible. He he's the best of us. Ah, uh, he is. But uh, I think that might bring us to the end of part one. Oh yeah, of of the movie. How, how, how do you feel? We can keep going. Does that complete like all of our 2013 stuff? Because I think it does. I believe it does as well. And that that uh, except for Thanksgiving and maybe Christmas, and uh, there's, there's a couple other things. In there. But uh, mostly, mostly completes 2013 in our catalog of yeah. character backstory, the early episodes. Yeah, because I think the keg the kegerator, I think was. The winter of 2014 slash the spring of 2015. I'll abide by that. It's whenever that wedding that you had to prepare for happened. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. Whenever that job delivering pizzas that I had to use my car for happened. Wink. Wink. But uh, yeah. So uh, in our first uh, ever two-parter, not that there's a cliffhanger. We're just going to talk more about moving. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's uh, Road Soda's Main Meat. Yeah, the perfect double tapered etch. Do you feel like you got a short, a shorter segment? Because I can give us a super short segment. No, I'll give us a, I'll give us a good rundown in honor of sports being back. Major League yes. Baseball is back in session. So this week's Chief of the Week. Chief of the Week. His, uh, his initials are RW, and those stand for... Rube Waddell. He was in his prime probably like 110 years ago, maybe 115, 120. But he was not a crazy man. He would be considered hyperactive nowadays. He was just energetic, loved a good fire, would follow fire trucks, uh, had to be restrained in the dugout sometimes. He was also a notorious uh, eater of crackers in bed. And uh, that was actually put into his contract at one point that he was not allowed to eat crackers in bed because of his roommate on the road but in one year he won 22 major league games uh slept in a firehouse uh shot a friend through the hand 
courted a lady, married her, got separated. I think he ran a bar or was a bartender at some point and got bitten by a lion all in the same year. I don't know if that's all true, but you can you can look it up on Wikipedia. Maybe it is. That is Rube Waddell. He is in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and his name was Rube. Is that where the term Rube comes from? No. No, it's not. Ask and answered. There it is. And that's why Rube Waddell is this week's Chief of the Week. Chief of the Week. Chief of the Week! Oh, man. Yeah. Well... That's probably like the best baseball person that I got. Rogers Hornsby is good, but everybody knows about that guy. I guess everybody who knows Rogers Hornsby probably knows Rube Waddell. So, yeah, it's probably true. But yeah, so uh, again, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. I, I feel like maybe I don't th- maybe I don't thank you guys enough. I appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, no, we're just gonna enter that that awkward you know period between like one lease ending on the thirty first at eight p.m. and uh, the next one starting at at noon on the first. Yeah, except in story form. Ooh, tantalizing. Follow us on Instagram at RoadSodasPod. Email us some correspondence at RoadSodasPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, you know, it means a lot. What do you got? So I would like to actually play something from, uh, you know, one of my my heroes here. Okay. And uh, this means a lot to me. Oh, wait. Never mind. Sorry. Beautifully said. James, taking us out as always. And as we end every episode, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. (laughs) 